0: day they... in the feet of a thousand or more. We promised our friends we'd bring back the lake, not knowing what lay in stone. As our bus made its way up Goggy Road, our new song, we sang it with pride. One o'clock came, and the last bus pulled out. Half time came soon and the scoreline went line, life, but Celtic.
1: But
2: the name, Albert Kidd, on. That was Charlie and the Boys with Albert Kidd. This is Paul Larkin here. And just a pod here, a wee, um my latest book, which is called From Albert with Love, which is a kind of, massively updated book we one I've done ten years ago um and one that I think I've done justice to at last. Um, so what I'm going to do is talk a little bit about it and then I'll read the prologue um from the book that'll probably give you a better understanding if you don't already have that. Um, the subject matter obviously is um season 85-86 which um probably after the centennial year remains my full um best season ever in terms of memories um you know although love Street itself 86, is my best ever day as a Celtic like, supporter and um it's something that I love um talking about and thinking about and and looking back on and all that so it was a real um passion project that I did, and um it was the re- one of the re- the, you know, the the prologue will explain the reasons why I went back to it and stuff like that but um there was a lot more to add to the story and there was a lot more I could do with the story in terms of um making it a lot better. And um even um you know just the actual design of the book, the book's now A4. Um it's got let me just check like a hundred and ninety pages um A4. So you can see the scale yet, you know that that'd probably be double that on an A5 book. It's got one hundred and sixty six photos in it, which the the last one never had any. <laughs> um, it shows you how much uh, progressed. And uh, the 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 cover design um was done by, Joe Miller um, which is an achievement in the sale because as people who know Joe will understand that he's a, you know he's a, basically a functioning alcoholic. So to get um sort of his. I guess talent on this was good, um although <laughs> the first hundred pre orders we'd done, there's a wee anomaly on them, which is that Joe had done the league table and all in the back and he had obviously copied and pasted it and they had eighty-six, eighty seven on it, no eighty-five, eighty-six, so we gritty teeth <laughs> That's a collector's item, you know. If anybody watches comic book men, you know, in years to come, if you've got one of these because there's only a hundred of them printed uh you might be worth, you know, Christ, it could be worth at least a tenner, you know. Um but so there is that. But yeah, yeah it's it's great to get Joe's um imprint on it. Um and he wasn't actually at Love Street today choosing to go to the pub, funnily enough. Um so is that and then there's also like um apart from famous people and stuff like that or people that were around at that time, you know, that the were names, you know, a lot of my friends have different um views of this you know we've got obviously coming from Edinburgh, Jambo mates, who you know that's the 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 image of hell, um, heavy mates who were you know thinking they were going into hell and ended up doing a detour and going to heaven that day, um, done United guys and we like see Johnny Proctor who done the great ninety series, um, books about Zico, not the footballer but the, the the nutcase with five, <laughs> um. They, you know, he had he was at the, the match uh, at Easter Road that day when, when we were at Love Street and stuff like that, and it was really interesting to get a Dun United guy's perspective on it, um, because, you know, there's something that kinda of just saw about the other games, but of course, and then you've got someone like Tom Boyd, he was playing for Motherwell at Ibrox that day, um, so he regales his tale, Um and then you've got the like, say, Ian Colhoun, who's a kind of Hibs historian, who can kind of go back and forensically, forensically look at Hibs. Alan Hosey, who's who's been a mate of mine, we worked to probably for thirty four years, and it's kind of weird because I probably knew his old man first because his old man was a very big uh, Labour Party um, campaigner. You know when it was real Labour, no 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 Labour obviously, and. Um, he, you know, highly are hibs-daft, although his mother is uh, a heart supporter. So, you know, he's got a very clear memory about that day and what he thought it was going to be like and then what it ended up being and stuff like that. So it's good to get um, his perspective. And then people, um, family called O'Neill, believe it or not, who support hearts, um, were able to offer different perspectives on it. Um... So that was really good, you know. Um, Although, again, I, I think a lot of the people are like, oh, fuck, see, you're not bringing this up again, are you? Um, but even you get people, Hibs people at the time, like, see, John Blackley was, uh, you know, Hibs manager at the time and stuff like that, you know, managed to get a word with him. And, um, you know, uh, also people, Jackie McNamara Sr., who, believe it or not, was part of the Morton uh, set up with Alan McGraw, who signed Albert Kid after the Dundee incident. So, you know, just before he went to Australia. Um and then you like say a young Derek White, who had just burst into the Celtic team that February. And uh his kind of theory is quite funny actually, you know, 'cause he's a seventeen year old laddie at the time, basically. So you can imagine his um kind of thing. And we also have like see Graham Sharp, who was involved with Everton trying to win the league that year, very similar um circumstances. We 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 actually three teams. Um, gone for the league in Liverpool Everton West Ham. Although I did see last year, I was at a do for Ken of Leash, and McAvaney was there, and he was talking about the year eighty six when we almost won the league with West Ham and all that. And I went on and on and on about it, and then when Douglas got up to speak, the first thing he said was he looked at McAvaney and went, "Almost won the league, fuck off." Too much fucking uproar, obviously. Um. And, eh, uh, aye, and people, even, you know, great to get wee snippets of people and all that, and, um, you know, there's loads and loads of others. Um, so, it was a real labour love this, and I hope that's reflected in the writing, and when you get, I know people were surprised, the people who have got the book already, how big it was, and, because it's a completely, um, eat if you for the stuff that I normally do in terms of, but I wanted to make a kind of statement with this, in the sense of, this was not just another book, this was a kind of, a complete a passion and love um, about that, and so, you know, it was um and another kind of driving force of course is Albert Kidd himself, who's a brilliant guy, who I first got to know in 2002, um, he came to see me in New York in 2011, and kind of kept in touch and all that kind of thing, and the fact that he's such a humble, affable, kind of one of the boys type guys, as it like you know the bottom line is any rate will tell you you know as much as it was such a great day if Albert had turned out to be a prick then it wouldn't have really um so derived so much comment I would say and stuff all these years later if he'd kind of turned his back on it but he never and uh, he's just a, a wee guy for Lockheed, as you read reading the book um, so I so. The pre-orders are available now. They're probably going to be available for about the next two, three weeks, and then that'll be it. And the pre-orders, you get signed copies, you know, delivered, blah blah blah. Um and you can get that from uh, via PayPal to L-O-V-E-S-T eighty six at hotmail dot com. That's L-O-V Love S T eighty six at hotmail dot com nineteen pounds eighty six using the friends and family option please so no of us have to pay a fee and uh, you'll get a copy delivered. It's really that simple and then uh, it'll be signed and blah 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 and all the rest of it. But as I say we all my stuff it's totally independent. You know I didn't go for I've been to two bu- two book publishers in my life one of whom wanted to give me one pound sixteen a copy one of them wanted to give me one pound twelve a copy for books, and that was like, books that were going to be sold, I think at 13.99, and I'm like, you know, I've done the work, I've got the cover, I've got everything done, and you're going to take 12 quid off me, you know, fuck that, and I know that means that I lose out on, um, distribution and all that sort of thing, and possible appearances and things to talk about and that, but that's no, if you know me by now, then you know the fact that I do not uh, have anything to do with the... Tabloid media, and uh, I also um don't look for vindication by the tabloid media. You know, I didn't need to be vindicated by anybody. You know, uh, I didn't need to justify myself with anybody. And if you like it, fantastic. If you don't, eh? no much I can do about that. Um, I always quote Sid Vicious, who said that um, you know, when he was asked to write lyrics with the man in the street in the mind. He said, "No, I've met the man in the street, and he's a cunt. Not that you are, obviously, but." So anyway, I'll get on with this prologue and I'll try to read it without mistakes, which will probably be uh, just impossible. But this will give you an insight into why I've done this book, again, okay? So here we are, prologue. I first released this book in February 2011. I say book, the reality was I had intended it to be like an extended fanzine, such was my lack of confidence in myself and in my writing. It was in the House of Brews in Hell's Kitchen, New York that my best friend Gary Haley asked me to start writing again after I'd been through a hellish two years. I'd always harboured the ambition to revisit this and make it into a proper book and in May 2020 I made the leap and started doing it. The two people responsible are Mark Henderson and Stephen Wright, cousins and grandsons of one of my mentors, Archie Wright. We take a stroll down memory lane almost daily And Stephen was with me that day at Love Street in 1986 and I'd filled in a few blanks that started to stir my emotions and shake up my memory. There is also the fact that a lot of the people who were with me at Love Street that day are no longer alive. That rankles with me. My life was shaped and enlightened by the people who attended the game that day and it's time I paid proper tribute to them. Then there is the fact I consider myself a far better writer with far more confidence than I had 10 years ago. I think I can express things better and add a lot more to the book. I wrote the original in New York starting in December 2010. Since then I've been married, divorced and married again. Gained a lot of qualifications, made three documentaries, wrote books that folk actually bought and grown up a lot, although never too much. So I think I'm in a good place to add a lot more to the story and make it a bigger, better book. I know about the book. The chapter titles remain the same, all these references in case you get confused, and I've added in some visual aids because now I can. I think about my unrelenting love affair with this period a lot. Of course, a lot of it comes from the fact that I was there to witness one of the greatest days in Celtic's history. There is another reason though. I can write about all my family being alive and well. I've lost most of them now, so that's definitely something I enjoy them being around. And happy. Finally, there's Albert Kidd. As he said in his foreword, he actually came to New York after the book's release and told me a lot more of the story that isn't in the book. Well, not that one anyway. Any writer will tell you that's the worst thing ever after writing a book. The bottom line is though, 35 years on, Albert Kidd has a name that still brings a smile to the faces of all Celtic supporters and to those who hate hearts. As the story was unfolding... I was living in Edinburgh and surrounded by jambos appearing out of the woodwork, convinced Hearts are about to win their first league title since 1960. In fact, most of the country had anointed Hearts champions long before the last game of the season and, for a Tim in Edinburgh like me, this was the end of the world. Little did we know it was a prelude to one of the greatest days in Celtic's history. So that's the prologue, and that's the details about the book. Um, I hope you'll support it. Um it's as I say, a laboury love, it's a passion project and it's something that I put my heart and soul into that I worked on in the hours where I was available, Because uh, I work as a care assistant, so obviously during the pandemic um you know I was working a lot, but then, you know, managed to fit in some hours do this as well. Which I could say, you know, I could go into a sob story about how hard that was, but actually wasn't it? It was it was a joy, it was actually a great release for you know, what was going on in the country and that and stuff, so I would urge you to buy it and I would urge you to, to relive it and um, if, you're a, if you're a nostalgic dick like me, you I think you'll love it, so as I say, the cost is for a pre-ordered signed copy £19.86, you can get that via PayPal to lovest86 at hotmail.com, that's lovest, not love street. Lovest86 at hotmail.com or if you're an old fuddy duddy who doesn't wear use PayPal anymore, get in touch with me. Um you know, at Paul larkin 74 on Twitter or wherever and um or on Facebook, we have got a book group on Facebook if you want to join that. Um and I will you details to bank transfer, which many people have done as well. But um Aye, so I just wanted to do a wee thing, you know. you know, I can talk and talk and talk and talk and there'll be people saying, oh Christ, here he goes again, like, you know, but um, this was a special time and you can relive it, or if you weren't around at that time, then you can um, just basically be part of something that was special and unique, as the 85-86 season was very, very unique. Um so I'll leave you with a song and I thank you for listening. I paid my
1: dues time after time I've done my sentence but committed no crime. i <laughs> Shit, shit, shit.